Hello and welcome to the Post-Up Podcast. It is the post-Christmas Post-Up Podcast and uh, it's me, Cyrus Rogers. I'm here with Kaunda Chama. As always, the podcast really doesn't take a break. We just love to to keep watching basketball, keep talking about basketball, specifically the NBA. Um, and it's been it's been a heck of a thing. Kaunda Chama, how are you doing? I'm good, Cyrus Rogers. How are you doing, man? Dude, happy as a person who's just had the best Christmas ever. Oh, that might just be me. Um, but I think we all had a great Christmas with the Christmas Day games. They were fantastic this year. Um, yeah, didn't well, disappoint. not really. They did. Oh, the, Lakers, the Lakers went and disappointed me big time after showing me some promise early on in the game. And then Luca was like, not today. And yeah, it just I guess yeah. I guess we we had different Christmases then when it comes to the NBA Christmas Day games. Yes, absolutely, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but but the 76ers go, did me good though. The 76ers did me good. They they went into Madison Square Garden and and they were given the visitors welcome, you know, where the Knicks let you win and shine. The stage <laughs> is yours. But I, I will say this though. I mean, um Regardless of results, there was a lot of entertainment. Um, oh, before yes. we get oh, into yes. any of that stuff, let's get everybody our social media handles. That's at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. For all things NBA from an African perspective, this is the Post Up Podcast. Um, we also want to give a good shout out to our partner, Supersport.com. Um, so, Kaunda, we've had Christmas. I can't believe we've that's come and gone. Um, it's now time for us to do a little bit of looking back. And looking ahead, because, you know, the end of one year means the beginning of the next. But the NBA season straddles both those years. So, you know, I think it's it's great to be able to just sort of say, okay, fine, let's look at it from an annual perspective. What are our three favorite things that happened in 2020 um, uh-huh. individually? And then three things we're looking forward to seeing in 2023. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be the 2021-2022 the season, but it can encapsulate that as well as the current 2022-23 season. So... Um, I think in in the spirit of a new year approaching and to also help you with your post-Lakers Christmas Day heartbreak, I mean, you've had wins <laughs> in the interim. Um, yeah. I'll let you go first, Kaunda. So wh- what what has been one of your major highlights of, of 2022? Cyrus, this is actually even a semi-NBA highlight. This is the rise of one Victor Wembanyama. To me, oh, the, the- wow one uh has been incredible to watch so i was just seeing this kid i mean we've seen hypes before the, we've seen the, the the coming of lebron you know as the chosen one we've seen zion williamson most recently um as well as other you know what what would you call college prospects or, or youngster prospects even even kobe yeah. was like a you know semi hyped up prospect you know because they didn't really know how great he was gonna be but you know he was hyped up but Victor Wembanyama, uh, Cyrus. I mean, this kid. He, I mean, he hasn't even been drafted yet. They haven't even nope. spoken about stuff. But he's like, uh, he was given a spotlight on even NBA.com uh, on the NBA website. His games it's were broadcast. Still happening. They broadcast the French League All Star Game because he was part of it. Like the the Victor Wembanyama hype train is in full it, effect. It's for real. And remember his North uh, American tour in September, where he yeah. uh, played with the Metropolitan ninety two against the G League um, uh, Ignite. Ignite. Yeah, dude, put up averaging thirty six point five points, seven point five rebounds, two assists, four blocks. Let's not forget those four blocks. Cyrus, uh, <laughs> Victor Wembanyama, I, I, I hope 
he maintains, and I hope he's 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 you know he's NBA ready, like like your your your, your Cade Cunningham's and uh, you know you know guys like them that come into the league, and you can tell they're really ready to 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 get mm. it popping. And I and I hope Victor isn't outside NBA hype, and then he arrives in the NBA and struggles a bit. But I've got a feeling he's gonna be fine. Uh, I think it's not just hype. I think he's got the skill and he's going to back it up. But I, I really love the, 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 you know, the excitement around him. And it's always great to, to have a youngster who's about to make that leap into professional sports. And you can just see that everybody's ready to welcome him with open arms. He, he's going to be the next big thing. You can even see his rookie cards, you know, uh, selling off the shelves like crazy. Yeah. And, and and the crazy stuff about all of this as well is like you, you, you I mean you said it without any pun intended. He is the next big thing. Um, but he is <laughs> oh the yeah, big he's a big. <laughs> I mean, like this guy is seven foot. You know, like he is se- seven foot extra. I think seven yep. three. Um, at eighteen years old, the boy could still carry on growing. Um, but what we love about him as well is this is obviously also a, a play of African descent. His dad is from the DRC. Um, yep. And we just love to see it. We absolutely love to see it. I do like that as, as as a sort of highlight because not like he came out of nowhere, nowhere, but he's really been like on everybody's lips in 2022. So yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Mine is going to be very, 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 um, how can I put it? Obvious because, you know, I'm a Warriors fan, but my first favorite thing of 2022 was watching the Warriors take the championship and Steph finally getting that finals MVP. Um, that was really, really sensational. And the Warriors, it wasn't an easy final. Even the road to the finals wasn't mm-hmm. particularly easy. But to see somebody like Steph Curry just find an extra level to go to, to be able to win a chip for the dubs, um, was sensational for me. And and it kind of further cemented him as an NBA great. Like we've always, he, he gets pigeonholed into greatest shooter of all time category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we should actually be talking about him as being one of the greatest players in NBA history. Um, you know, I mean, so it happened in December 2021 when he broke the NBA all-time um, three-point scoring record. Three-point scoring record, yeah. But he's still carrying on, and it's not yeah. going to stop no, that, anytime that soon. That is still ticking, Cyrus. And, and you, you know, know, just to jump in there. Uh, one thing for me... Uh, Above and beyond them winning a championship, them being the Warriors, first of all, it wasn't an easy road. The the, the Boston Celtics were motivated, Cyrus, mm-hmm. and they were the underdog. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were were just willing that team to to levels we hadn't seen in ages. And and even our friend Al Horford uh, was was yeah. up there performing. Cyrus, the Celtics wanted it, but I think that the Warriors just wanted it more. And and I think for me. Uh, them winning another championship to me was like, blah, you know, these guys are great. For me, the biggest takeaway from that championship was Steph finally getting his recognition as as the finals yeah. MVP. Because if you remember the first one in 2015, uh, it went to uh, Andre Gudala. Then I was like, yeah. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, Andre Gudala did a great job in guarding LeBron James, right? So I suppose... And limiting him to the to the points that he had, and and you had to give him props for that. But still, I felt Steph should have been MVP then. Yep. Then it came the Kevin Durant era. Uh, Kevin Durant is just a killer scorer. He's just a killer yep. player. So I was like, okay, I can take that. Give it to KD. He's been impactful. But this time around, 
giving it to Steph, well-deserved, uh, after going through uh, such, you know, a hard year. It, it wasn't easy for them even no. to reach the finals. I didn't even expect them to reach the finals the way they were looking. But, you know, they, thanks to the likes of Andrew Wiggins pulling up their socks, you know, Steph arriving, uh, you know, Draymond Green getting his triple singles. Um, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> you're out here trying to get that Draymond Green punch to the face. I see you, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, on a, on a serious note, Cyrus, uh, Cyrus uh, well-deserved victory for the Warriors. And I love the fact that Steph finally got his dues. Uh, that, yeah, that it was, piece it was of, incredible. Uh, you know, the, 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 that piece of metal now that he has in, in that trophy cabinet that says Finals MVP. And in the same year, remember, he was at the Western Conference... Uh, uh, yes, player of the, play. the the year, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he, 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 got he won the, that Western Conference Finals Player of this of, of the series, uh, and that was the what, what was that the Magic Johnson Trophy because I got the Larry yes. Bird one and yes. then the Magic Johnson one. So it was a great, great end of a season to Steph Curry. You know, I'm sure he he was just. I'm sure he called you, you being his biggest he did, fan. You did, totally <laughs> did. Um, yes, sent me a box of chocolates. Um, I, I, yeah, I it, it was fantastic. I absolutely love that. And and I think the thing is, it's hard to hate on Steph because he's just, he's such a likable guy. He's such an incredible yeah. player. And, and uh, you know, it was great to see the good guy win in the end. Um, not to say everyone else is the bad guy, but, you know, Steph is Steph. So <laughs> I want to ask you, <laughs> what's your second favorite thing from 2020? My second one, uh, uh, I, this is the one I, I thought maybe we might uh, have the same one. This is... Nikola Jokic getting his back-to-back MVP. I, I, I think in, in a league that's becoming very guard-dominant because of the three-ball mm. now and, and, and people really scoring from the perimeter and, you know, bigs having to play different, no longer playing that back-to-the-hoop. Uh, you know, position and and uh, yeah, people are still doing the your, you know your pick and roll plays and that, but but just you know the drive and dish approach yeah. and that has has really changed the way bigs are utilized. And sometimes, you know, you know teams just defer to small ball, and then the big looks mm. a little bit you know irrelevant. But in this era, what Nikola Jokic says no. I'm, I'm going to show you the importance of bigs, and I'm going to show you twice back to back, and I'm going to get that MVP. And and you remember in the in his second one, he he had to do it without Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr., who are yeah. key pieces for for that Denver Nuggets squad. And putting up, you know, averaging 27 points, 57, uh, 58 percent efficiency, 13.8 rebounds, and eight assists per game. Cyrus Nikola Jokic is you know giving that further that european dominance in the yeah. league <laughs> that him yeah. sabonis Doncic, uh yoke uh you know uh and other you know i was about to say Nowitzki, but you know that's he's retired <laughs> <laughs> but, but, the, the rest of those that, european greats you know yeah all, all the he's doing good for all the european greats and just for the league itself just to show that no you can be a versatile big Mm-hmm. And, and, and dominate and get back-to-back MVPs. And, you know, uh, another big who did this, I must mention him because I love Africa, Yanis Atetokounmpo, yeah. <laughs> who's a yeah. big who, who went back-to-back, but and who's also got a bit of European flavor, of course, being born in Greece. But, uh, you know, I'll claim his Nigerian side, you know. <laughs> uh, but, 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 you know, like, for me, that, that was a big one. I, 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 I love Yoke. I know he's got this very unassuming nature about him, like he's very aloof. <laughs> and, you know, all he wants to do is 
play hoops and then he wants to go hoop. back home and chill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. but, 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 but days, I love Nikola Jokic. And, and pitch up in a suit. That's the, the other thing. I was uh, going to go there because you heard what he said about the suit, right? You're going He's to like, work. I'm going to you're work. Going to work. Right? You're going to look like you're going to work. You know, some of these guys come dressed like they're going straight to the club. Nah, nah, nah. Me, I, I know this is work <laughs> for me. So I, I got to look the part. And, you know, rest in peace, David Stern would have been so proud. Oh, God, let's not go there. But yeah, you know, I I don't actually have that on my list. Um, I I think Jokic was just fantastic. He really was incredible to see. And going back to back is something that not to to be sniffed at. And I think that the thing about Jokic is he's kind of redefined what people see in a center. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, he's able to do a lot of the stuff that that most centers do. He's not necessarily dominant, like like an Embiid or or a Giannis or anything like that. But his ability around the basket, his ability to find find teammates, he he just does so much for, for that team. And you just hope that, you know, all things considered, this particular season could see something really special happen for the Nuggets. I don't know if he'll win another MVP and make it like a triple back to back to back, but um, but if anything, he's still in that conversation, and that's something we've got to keep in mind anyway. Um, okay, so that's your second one. Yes, sir. my second one is related to the center position, uh, but not Jokic. It's Joel Embiid finishing the season as the scoring leader. Um, ah. It was an incredible thing to watch, and I was rooting for it to happen. And and it went all the way down to like the final game of the season. He just edged out LeBron James for the scoring title because he averaged thirty point six points per game as opposed to LeBron's thirty point three. Uh, LeBron's one was just sensational. I mean, at his age to be doing that stuff was just mental. Thirty seven years old. Whereas you look at Joel Embiid, he's twenty eight. So mm-hmm. you know, you look at that stuff. You're like, okay, that was a ten year difference there. It's nuts. It's nuts. But, you know, you know, fair play to LeBron James. He just keeps doing what he has to do. And yes, Embiid was, was pulling those numbers uh, on a field goal percentage of 49.9, which is mm-hmm. pretty high. Um, Absolutely. But he wasn't out there taking like three pointers as well. So you get to see just how impressive he was. But his free throw numbers are what was really, really great because he was averaging 81.4% from free throw range. Um, and then you add in that he's also averaging 11.7 rebounds a game. And you could see why he was also in the MVP conversation last season. Unlucky to lose out to, to Jokic, uh, I guess, two seasons in a row. But at the same time, there was, I don't want to call it the consolation prize, but him finishing as the scoring champion really was great to see, especially for all of the bigs out there, you know, guys who love to see the centers do their thing. Uh, so that, Look, that I, was my second one. I, I, I love that one, Cyrus, because uh, I was quite disappointed that he didn't actually get the MVP nod. Uh, I really thought it was going to be another African, you know, after Yanis uh, getting that uh, regular season MVP. And I think Joel gave everything. And, yeah. and and I think Yoke just managed to edge him because of what he also managed to do, you know, with all due respect. Yeah. But like 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 you said, I, it, it might seem like a consolation prize, but the scoring title was great. I mean, yeah, uh, he 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 worked so hard. They had to give him something, and it wasn't if it wasn't even like they said, okay, you didn't get this, we're going to give you this. It was a well deserved, you know, uh, accolade to say you, you you led scoring. You led in scoring, yeah. so here's your scoring t- uh, scoring trophy. So, yeah, big shout-out to Joel Embiid. I love that one, actually. Uh, I don't know how it went over my head, but, uh, yeah. No, that's one of those things. I deep-dive counter. And, I mean, the, the amazing thing about the, the Embiid scoring title thing is that he – so he beats out LeBron James. He scores more than Giannis in the season. Kevin Durant 
Luka Doncic, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, like guards are known for playing and scoring a lot of points. And he was just out there absolutely hammering teams. So yeah, Joel Embiid, this one's for you. This one's for you. Um, what is your <laughs> third uh, thing from 2022 that you absolutely loved? You know, I, 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 can't, I can't do these kind of things without bringing in my Lakers. My, my yeah, Lakers yeah. have to come in here. And I know you've been waiting for this one. So, so for me, uh, big shout out to our friend uh, Lee writes a lot, Lerato Numalo. Letabo Numalo, mm-hmm. sorry, why did I call her Lerato? I don't uh, know, but Lee going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> the resurgence of Russell Westbrook, Cyrus. Uh, it's, it's been good for the Lakers, and I, and I think it's been good for, for the morale of Russell Westbrook and his family. Because if you remember, with the struggles the, the team went through, um, you know, mm. recently, and then there was the death. I, I believe to his still family. going through. Yeah, that's no, no. At, at least things are better now. You know, getting yeah. a little bit better, although they're not the best. But remember the the whole thing where his family started feeling uncomfortable living in LA because of certain silly people, and 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 for for for, for something that has never happened in his fourteen year career, uh, Davin Ham <laughs> decided to bench Russell Westbrook. Look, it, it 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 was it was a move that could have caused the superstar to become real petty and and you know drop off and just just start moping around and maybe just request a trade. But I think yeah. Russell was very mature in that situation where he was like, "Look, it is what it is, and this is what's happening." And 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 for the betterment of the team, I've just got to take you know uh, I got to eat this humble pie and and take this. Leader of yeah. the second unit, and he's been a great leader of the second unit, Cyrus. It's it's actually reminded me why he was the 2017 MVP because he can he can ball. Russell can ball. He hasn't got the oh, best, no doubt. you know, uh, last minute decision making skills. Oh, like but in, in the game, in the game stuff gets real, in the game real stuff. He get it gets really iffy, but. Coming off the bench, 14.5 points, 14.5 points, 7.6 assists, one steal. And, you know, only playing around 28 minutes per game. Cyrus, I think this is where Russell Westbrook belongs at the moment because yeah. having him as a starter and a leader of the first unit obviously wouldn't work in a LeBron James and Anthony Davis uh, featured team at the moment, right? So mm. put him where he can be more efficient. And that's what Darvin Ham has done by making him the leader of the second unit. And he's really helping out the Lakers. They can be doing much worse than they're doing at the moment. And I love what yeah. he's doing off the bench. And it's been a great highlight for me because, first of all, my jaw dropped when I heard that he was being put on the bench. I was like, Russell, coming off the bench? Even Carmelo refused to come off the bench <laughs> once upon a time in his latter years. <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I, I guess Darvin Ham knows what he's doing, and, and he did know what he's doing. Yeah, so that, that, that's my third, Cyrus. I, I, Westbrook resurgence It's, it's an Westbrook. interesting one. It's an interesting one. I mean, look, it, it requires Westbrook to do a lot of eating of humble pie, um, mm-hmm. which is also something that a lot of star players don't necessarily do. But I think the other thing about it is that once you stow the ego and you do what's best for the team, you could, you mm-hmm. too can reap the benefits. And um, I, I like that as 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 um, a point to to bring up because Westbrook is and should always be respected as one of the best players in the NBA. He's not necessarily been at his best, nor has he been. Um, at the star level that the Lakers need him to be at while chasing championships. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been interesting to see his his sort of, as you call it, resurgence. Um, 
in the sense that yeah people can now this, they put some respect on his name as you always yeah, they say put the so, respect back on his name like i mean look yeah. Cyrus, this guy's been an mvp before come on yep he he's averaged triple doubles i mean on a losing squad yes but he's averaged tri- triple doubles for an entire season twice yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Heck russell westbrook and and you know what i i, I get it I, I see why you went there and um a, a good great way to bring your lakers in um, yes. So I'm going to finish off with my three, uh, my third one. Uh, my my third favorite thing from 2022 is also from the past season, not this current season and and and, and going forward. And it's Scotty Barnes winning Rookie of the Year. Um, I, I love to watch some of these young guys come into the league and really sort of start to make a name for themselves. And Scotty Barnes was just one of those guys from Summer League. You could see there was something special about this kid. He was able to, to play at a level that allowed him to contribute pretty early on. And when you look at the numbers, it actually gets quite interesting because he was second in terms of rookies. He had the second highest minutes per game um, in, in the NBA uh, last season, um, averaging about 35.4 minutes per game. When you look at it from a points per game perspective, he was third in the, in the, the rankings. Um, he, he scored 50, he averaged 15.3 points per game. Um, that was lower than uh, Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green, but he played 10 more games than both of those guys, um, mm-hmm. over that period, sort of, um, and then when you look at the stuff he was doing, I mean, whether it be um, like rebounding numbers, he wasn't the best in the in the NBA as a rookie, but he was the third best. So he averaged 7.5 rebounds a game, showing that he was also putting a lot of effort in. Um, and then when you look at assists numbers, he's also in the top 10 there. He was seventh with 3.5 assists. So when you look at those numbers, uh, like things like steals, Guess what? He's also in the top 10. He's there mm-hmm. at seventh uh, amongst rookies with 1.1 steals per game. Guess what? Blocks, yep, he's there too in the top 10 at eighth. So you could see why he won the, the Rookie of the Year award uh, because he contributed so much to the Raptors across all these different areas and was such an integral part of the team that, you know, you just you, you just see somebody who's destined for greatness. And, and it was another win for Masai Ujiri where everybody yep. questioned whether or not he, they should be drafting this guy because it was supposed to be Jalen Suggs so all of mm-hmm. those storylines just went out the window when he, he took that tro- uh, award at the end of the season so Scotty Barnes winning rookie of the year was one of my favorite highlights I, I like that one Cyrus first of all you know I, I voted for Mobley <laughs> but still yeah uh, what Scotty Barnes uh, achieved especially in a post Kawhi Raptors you know, because when Kawhi left, and, and, and you know, uh, thing Surge left, you know, you know, th- things just changed at, at the Raptors, and they, yeah. they needed the young talent to come up. Because obviously, you, you know, our, our boy Pascal Siakam also had his performance struggles for a while. You know, maybe it was mm. the, the the change of the squad format and everything. But at least they've still got Fred Van Fleet and them still there. But Scotty Barnes, especially as a rookie, really stepped up, Cyrus. And, and yeah. you know, he, he he was a notable presence on those floors. It's not like this little... Um, uh, what, what do you call it, rookie that's trying to learn from everybody. Yes, of course he's learning, but then again, he's also showing up uh, and saying, "Look, yeah. I, I belong in this squad. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be impactful." I know I wasn't, you know, tipped as you know the second coming of Michael Jordan or anything like some other <laughs> rookies are, but still, he performed and he was impactful. And I think that uh, rookie of the year was well deserved. Yeah. 
Definitely. I must say, I was surprised you didn't go for Ja Morant, most improved player last season, because um, that's your boy. Um, Lusaka's finest. Uh, no, no. Lusaka's you, you adopted know, I, finest. I, I, I got to give some other kids a space on the playground. I'm just waiting for, for my son <laughs> to get his MVP. You know? that, that's what I'm waiting for. Okay, well, th- th- that's what we'll do there. Look, let's take a quick break, Kounder, and then after the break, we'll talk about the stuff that we're looking forward to uh, in 2023. And we should also pay a little bit of homage, uh, uh, homage, as they say, to Luka Doncic and the craziness that he's been doing. But uh, we'll be right back after this. Kounder Chama, let's yes, start sir. things off. By talking about Luka Doncic, I think it's important for us to to, okay, to really can, can look I at take this a, young Slovenian. Can I take a sideways? Because you, you know always want to take a sideways. Go for it. There, there, there's something we both didn't mention that I think was worth mentioning. So honorable mention, Cyrus, in the 2022-23 season, the trades, Cyrus, the trades, Gobert winding up in Minnesota. Harden winding yeah. up at the 76ers, Simmons winding up, and and, and uh, Dejounte Murray winding up at the the Atlanta Hawks. The Cavaliers getting Spider Mitchell. I think I was. I just wanted to say a highlight were the trades because they were they were they were nice, and a lot of them have paid off because if you see how the franchises are performing, who got. Some of these except players, for the Gobert trade. <laughs> I was about to say, except for Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Larry Nakanen at the Jazz. So, so the Jazz have gotten the, the real um, great part of the trade, whereas the, the, the Timberwolves, who would have initiated the trade, are like, okay, what is happening here? Anyway, I just want to take a sideways, so I, I think we can move on. This is how Kounder Chama does, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you start with something, he brings something else in, you know. You're like, okay, let's talk about the stars. Well, before we get there, can we talk about what started the stars? The Earth. Anyway, um, Luka Doncic has one of the most incredible triple doubles um, in NBA history. Um, and it happened Christmas Day, right? Yeah, no. Was it, was it in the Christmas Day game? I think it was the game after. Because yes. then he would he would have done it against the Lakers, which he didn't. It was the game after that. Ah, uh, the Lakers, you know those guys, um, <laughs> always always contributing to the the betterment of humankind. But let's look at Luka Doncic's triple double. I mean, Kounder, you you wanted to talk about this specifically because it was it really was phenomenal. What sixty points, twenty one rebounds. Yeah. Cyrus, I I just stopped it. 60 points and 21 rebounds. I mean, really, what 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 are you what is the rest of the team doing while you're oh, scoring sorry. 60 points? 10 assists, 10 assists. Yes, 10 assists as well. I mean, what what, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, what is the rest of your supporting cast doing? Are they on holiday? Uh, <laughs> what's going on? I mean, I love it because you remember at the beginning of the season, you and I were discussing that this could be Lucas MVP season. Yeah, and just look at what this young man is doing. He's twenty-three he, years mean, old. Twenty-three years old. He's mentioned it before. Scoring in the NBA is easier than scoring in the Euroleague. Maybe that's true now. But Cyrus, <laughs> <laughs> if you look at those numbers, never been done before. I mean, we've seen Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Alonzo Mourning, need I go on? Even your cousin, well, Will Chamberlain. Rodney Rogers. What was it? Your cousin, Rodney Rogers. <laughs> Rodney Rogers. 
Love All of them have played guy. in this league. Love that. Cyrus, guy. nobody has done this. Not even Kareem Abdul Jabbar, not even the captain himself did this. No LeBron one. hasn't done this. <laughs> yeah, Kobe, it was Kobe, who was a scoring machine, hasn't done this. Like Cyrus, it but was I, a special I, evening. I, I think the thing that we also have to 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 bring up here is the context of it as well because it's not just the numbers right 60 points is incredible 21 rebounds absolutely insane 10 assists okay now you're just you're just playing with us um in an overtime win against the knicks but it was the comeback it was in the midst of an unbelievable comeback and the dallas mavericks looked like they were dead and buried there, like in a 12-point hole at one point. But Don mm-hmm. just kept going. And then to, to, to you know, the, the hardest thing to do is that misintentionally uh, at the free throw line. Yet oh, that was beautiful, was Cyrus. That, because that is a gamble of note. You know, that is a gamble yep. of note because you actually expect your teammate to grab that because it's supposed yep. to be a, a play that you, you, you draw up like, Cyrus, I'm going to intentionally miss and you need to grab that rebound and put it back. But yeah. to do it yourself, hence my question, what was the supporting cast doing? But anyway, oh, big shout out like to, to, to the Just Old and Gray, what? <laughs> old ball and watching. Gray, some of them who were ball watching. Uh, they they just had better better vantage points than us. But Cyrus, you know, you you, you gotta give it to, to to Luca because just looking at the stats is tiring. I get tired. Just like, imagine I scored 60, <laughs> grabbed 21, and, and dished out 10. I, I would be exhausted. I'd have to sleep for three days. You know? <laughs> he, was, he was absolutely finished. He said he was, he was dog tired, dead tired, and needed a recovery beer. That's my favorite thing, a recovery beer. Be like, yeah, whew, I, need, I need to take a time out. Listen, sometimes you just need that recovery beer. Uh, and, and I think it was a well-earned recovery beer. And, and Cyrus, I, I think above all, this speaks to the pedigree of Luka Doncic. The, yeah. the, this speaks to his temperament. Uh, as you know, Luka Doncic, he does get animated, especially like when he scores game winners or, or you know, dunks yeah. on people. But his general demeanor is that it's, it's almost like Jokic. Maybe it's a European thing. I don't know. Mm. But they're, they're, they're very like even blasé about what they're doing, although they're doing great things. Like their no, pace, it, their pace is very controlled. And, 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 and you know, like it, a lot of players who've played in, in Europe, you will see that there is that nature because even Dennis Schroeder, who plays for the, for the German national team, you should see when he's playing, he plays at his pace. It's about controlling pace and, and mm-hmm. allowing the coaching to work. That's the other thing. The NBA yeah. allows individual players to really shine more. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily see the plays that are being drawn up quite as extensively as you do in Europe where they you, everything is drawn up. It's almost like a chess match. But yeah, yeah. Doncic is just, he's sensational. And, and the sky really is the limit for this kid. He he could win the MVP this season, depending on also what happens with the Mavericks. Um, but but we'll have to keep it a very close eye on them. I've still got my money on Doncic getting uh, MVP this season. Well, I think maybe that's what we should do now. As we start talking about the three things we're looking forward to in 2023, um, I'm going to start with this one. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying specifically Doncic, but I'm saying I'm looking forward to a super packed MVP race because there is more than Luca in this MVP race right now. He seems to be one of the front runners, but then yeah. that also seems to change every two minutes or so where 
it's Doncic now. It could be Tatum again. It could even be KD as the Nets start to 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 rally. Um, Giannis yep. is always in the conversation. Jokic is there as well because of the the stuff that he's doing with the Denver Nuggets. There is no stopping any of these guys right now. And so I think the MVP race and the MVP discussion is really going to be. Um, something to watch as we look at the, the rest of this year play out. And right now, Kounder, I mean, you tell me, who is the best player in the NBA? You 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 just mentioned all of them. Uh, you mentioned Giannis. Yeah, I, I you mentioned even, KD. I even mentioned you, you mentioned Joel Embiid. Oh, and, Lord. Uh, and Joel Embiid is currently leading the scoring numbers, uh, the scoring charts in the NBA again. He's averaging 33.7 points per game. I mean, it's mental. Cyrus, if you ask me who's the best player in the NBA, I'd probably have to go with five names. I, you can't just yeah. say one at the moment. Tatum is is up there. Uh, Doncic, we just mentioned. Even Jokic himself. Yep. Let's not forget yep. that. You, you know, you, you got Embiid, Jason Tatum. Cyrus, these guys are playing their hearts out. And I, and I think... This speaks to, you know, you always talk about when we talk about, you know, teams competing about the parity that exists in the NBA at the moment. And I'm loving it because yeah. you're seeing talent, not just in one conference, not just on one team. It's across the board. Yep. I mean, I mean, what Damian Lillard did recently in Portland by becoming the, the leading scorer in franchise history. We forget Dame Dollars there sometimes just because yeah. of the struggles that, uh, you know, his franchise is going through. And Steph his, hasn't his, even been mentioned. struggles. Yeah, of course. Steph, Steph hasn't too. been mentioned. Obviously, he's injured at the moment, but, you know, Steph, Steph is Steph. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 I've got to take a knee on LeBron because I'm also um, realizing that Father Time <laughs> is under LeBron's birthday swiftly <laughs> approaches, Kanda. Absolutely. And, That's um, what I'm saying. Uh, you know, Father Time is undefeated. But, but look, for a guy his age, uh, I, I, I won't put him in the MVP say, discussion, so, but... Uh, Definitely uh, one of the best players in the well, NBA still. As we record this, on the 30th of December, it is LeBron mm -hmm. James's birthday. The man mm -hmm. is now 38 years old. He, he hasn't woken uh, up yet. Get, give it, let, him, <laughs> let him still be, let him still still be 37. He's still 37 in the United States. Leave him alone. But but this is the thing. And, and we, we can't even wholly write him off in the con uh -huh. MVP conversation because there are obviously accolades coming up, uh, which might be on your list of things. Um, but I think the thing with, with LeBron is, yes, his team might be struggling big time, but he's still LeBron James. Um, so yeah, I yep. think this uh, MVP conversation, MVP race is going to be one for the ages. And everybody's making a joke now about um, heaven, you don't want to be an MVP voter this year because your vote could really turn out to be a the deciding vote and b mm -hmm. one that could go down in infamy if suddenly you vote for the guy who doesn't win it and everyone's like oh look at you look what you did <laughs> so look, yeah Cyrus, I think we've got to keep it, watching that it's gonna it's gonna be one heck of a post all-star uh you know uh season that the second part of this season is just gonna be skyrockets and everything you can rockets and fireworks and everything sparklers and sprinklers it's gonna be everything <laughs> <laughs> it definitely will the kitchen sink of the season so what's Sorry. what is your first um big thing to look out for in 2023 staying with my theme 
LeBron yeah. James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Cyrus. I am so looking forward to that moment. He is 574 career points away from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. As who we retired, record this, yeah. As we record this, who retired with 38,387 points. At the moment, he's at 37,813. And in his last five games, has averaged around 30 points a game. So, you know he wants that. And yeah. it it could take 15 more games. It could take 20 more games. But I think if he keeps up at this trajectory, Cyrus, uh, we're going to see LeBron James, the Lakers jersey number six, uh, saluting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and saying thank you for the you know inspiration. And one thing I love is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar will potentially will be alive to see it. Nothing better than that. And LeBron can look at the big captain and say, from one Laker to the other, thank you for the inspiration. You know? So, yeah, that's. I think that's top of my looking forward to. And I'm going to call you. I knew it would be. I knew it would be. And, like, I knew it. <laughs> it's not top of my list, but I knew it would be yours. Um, but it will be incredible to see. And I think we have to give kudos because there's the longevity, but then there's the ability to do all of that stuff. There have been people who've played in the league for a long time and not even come close. So for mm-hmm. LeBron James to be able to do this, and and he he should pass um, Kareem uh, with ease um, if he just carries on doing what he's doing. He could even slow down a bit and still do it, you know, a little later in the season, but he's got the time on his hand. So, you know, he doesn't have to do anything absolutely insane. But LeBron James, being LeBron James, will definitely do it as soon as possible. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it with, like, some insane dunk just for it to be a LeBron way of doing it. Yeah, so you can have that poster. The dunk yeah. that did it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, he's part of the Showtime Lakers him. now. <laughs> you can see him missing missing free throws, uh, maybe not intentionally, but missing any free throws that might take him there. So we'll see from there. Um, but it's going to be an incredible thing to watch. I think the NBA is going to be going berserk um, just with people like stopping in traffic, trying to, trying to see that. Um, okay, I'm going to go with my next um, one of the things to look out for in 2023. And mm-hmm. I feel before the end of this, like before the trade deadline um, to end this season, there's going to be a couple of massive trades that will change the NBA landscape. What? Um, I think I think we're going to see some stuff that's going to really give sort me of a crystal ball. Certain things. So give me a crystal ball. I'm not, I'm not going to mention names, but I'm going to mention teams. Like okay. I think certain teams will look at this the the positioning and think we need a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And one team that comes to mind for me is the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they they they're going to look around and say they've taken some real knocks. And uh, and they're not looking particularly good, so I think they're going to be a team to to watch out for. And when when trades come, it might not be something absolutely insane, but I do think that they'll make a trade that might make them a little bit more competitive. Um, another team to also look out for might actually be the Golden State Warriors. I think okay. that Golden State they're, they're at this really weird cusp where they have to they're going to look at what what they have in terms of mm-hmm. the players that they have and then look at where they need to be. Because like as we record this, they're, they're a 500 team. Um, they're 10th in the in the Western Conference. That's not good enough for a team that has aspirations to try and defend their championship. And so we might see something happen in there. 
Um, and then I think the other team to look out for is also the LA Lakers because LeBron James' re- recent comments about, you know, he doesn't want to just play for playing sake. You know, he wants to be competitive and, and really putting um, yeah. his team in a position to try and win things. The Lakers mm-hmm. will try and make something happen. So I think those are three teams that I think we could potentially see some 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 moves from. I do think there's going to be more, um, but yeah. I think that there's going to be some trades coming. So, you know, buckle up. It's going to be real. No, I love those, Cyrus, because I actually agree wholeheartedly with, with with your predictions. Like those teams are teams, if they want to stay competitive and do something, they definitely have to um, make some moves. I was going to say a very controversial thing about Chris Middleton and the Bucks, but let's save that for another podcast. Okay. Don't even want to know. We'll get into that in another one. <laughs> um, so what is your second thing um, that you're looking forward to in 2023? Cyrus, it's our favorite weekend. The All-Star Weekend in Utah, Salt Lake City. And particularly, I hope you've been voting because I want to see my boy Larry Markkinen as an All-Star. Okay. I really want to see him as a reserve. I I, I know that that, that front court (laughs) is a hard (laughs) place to find yourself because of so much talent. I mean, we've already spoken about... Embiid, Jokic, you know, the, the, all, all the bigs. The, yeah. the, the, I mean, Rudy Gobert, Yanis. Like, it's such a Gobert's not going to be an all-star. I think we can okay, safely yeah. say. But yeah, yeah. No, I get you. That first this, quarter this, really time he won't, this time he won't even cry about it. But... Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the haterade. It's really tasty this morning. So, but, 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 but Cyrus, I really want to see that young man there. He has shown me his evolution from the, you know, from the Bulls to the Cavs. Now at the Jazz, he's like, yo, put some spec on my name. And like, Larry, I'm putting spec on your name. And, yeah, he uh, ain't, he ain't uh, and He's finished, but not it. <laughs> you, 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 you actually reminded me of another youngster that needs to be an all star. That's Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, I, I think he definitely needs a, a, an all star nod. He's been doing some great things in OKC Cyrus, and uh, I, I, I think I, I can't wait. I, I, I hope that they've got enough votes to get them to Salt Lake City. So you've you've literally taken my third one. Ah, um, sorry, which bro. was no, no, which is fantastic. Because <laughs> I think, I think the All Star, but not just that. I, what I'm looking forward to is is a few of the first time All Stars that I think uh-huh. will be putting their hands up here. In fact, I'm on the All Star voting right now. I might even cast a vote right now. But I think that there's some players who are deserved, like Larry Markkinen, who should get a nod. Um, and guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander, who, if he's not an All Star this year, I don't know when he'll be an All Star. When he's going to be an All Star, incredible. Um, and I think there's also going to be some injuries that might propel certain guys into, into All Star reckoning that weren't mm-hmm. necessarily there before. Um, somebody like like uh, Demantis Sabonis could potentially get a nod because of the stuff he's doing. Maybe even somebody like. Um, uh, Tyrese Halliburton could also potentially get a nod true, because of what's true, happening, true. In, at, you know, um, in at Indiana. So it's going to be interesting to see how the voting goes, who manages to get in, and and also as you say, like in the reserves, because there's the the, the fan centered voting which will push guys um, to to the front, but there's what happens when the coaches and 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 players get involved, and and the coaches themselves mm-hmm. be like, look, we got to reward somebody like Larry Markkinen who has been really really good. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I think All Star is going to be great. So we've gone through all three of mine then. 
What All is right. your third one? What's your last one? Uh, what, your, can your I get a drum roll? Um, can no, I get a drum roll? Say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the words, in the words of D'Lo, we're playing basketball. This boy's playing football. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell said, this young man is not playing basketball. He's playing football. Cyrus, I'm looking forward to what I'm calling Zion domination. Because yeah. Zion Williamson is back. Yeah, yeah he's, he is he, all the way back. Cyrus, he reminds me, and I might get slapped for this one by some purists, of like a young Shaq. You know, he's He's mm. big. He gets up there. He will probably dunk while he's got two other players hanging on his shoulders. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, I love my son, John Morant, but uh, I get that old first draft pick thing now. It's fine. You know, yeah. Look, like, Zion he is, such... is scary. He's scary. And it's not, and Cyrus, it's not just the dunking. Yeah. It's not just the dunking. It, it, it's, but he's also got skills. Like, he's a skilled player, and then he's big. Because he can shoot, yeah. yeah. His his mid range needs a bit more work, but 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 he can shoot from from range. He can dunk. He can defend well. He can block. And, and Cyrus, he is doing this at a Pelicans squad that is performing because of him. And and let's yeah. not forget that the the, the 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 Pelicans are not even at full strength, but because of Zion, and they're doing it. what they're doing. Number one in the Western Conference right now, Kaunda Chama, nice. um, without Brandon Ingram. Like, yes. there is some really fun stuff happening in New Orleans. Nola, and you know what, uh, I, what, what I'm loving, though? The, mm -hmm. the, 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 the Pelican Sands beef. I love it. Oh, look, it's an old school beef. <laughs> What's incredible about Zion, right? Do you know Zion weighs 129 kgs? I mean, this is what they've said online. Uh, it could be yes. less, it could be more. But, you know, that's that's a lot of beef. <laughs> I know. Uh... He's not small. He's not small. And and we're not saying it's fat. Like this this guy's got a heck of a lot of muscle. And at six six, you know, he's a big dude. That's a so big chap. He's, he's gonna be out there dominating as much as anybody else. Um and, and I think that I love that. I absolutely love that as 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 your thing you're looking out for. Because I've been looking at the Pelicans all season. I've been thinking these guys are definitely gonna do something, but I didn't see this, and this is special. And you know, they, I almost put them in um my my predictions for a potential trade because they could they could try and bring somebody else in just to just to elevate just to mm. elevate them a little bit more i mean there's a possibility imagine they add somebody like maybe they add a point guard okay to, to, to come into the mix to try and just sort of give them a little bit more solidity so that they can allow somebody like cj to not necessarily have to run point all the time yeah um and 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 then potentially they could even bring in somebody like a Buddy Heald to give them more three point shooting. So when you look at somebody like the Pelicans, they've got so many cards to play that nobody's looked at them as being potential, you know, championship chasing team because we mm -hmm. didn't know that Zion was going to be Zioning the way he is. But they have got so many different avenues that they could go down to change the makeup of this team to be one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Like right now, and they've yep. got a young coach as well. Man, I love that. Counter Chama, you I think you've ended the, the podcast on the highest note. 
We've reached Zion. <laughs> We've reached Zion. Mount Zion, We've reached Cyrus. Zion. You know. Wow. I know, Cyrus. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching this kid, and, and I think he's got a great future in front of him. And just the domination of of this player it, it, it reminds me of Shaq because of his size. He's, he's, you know, power dunking. Reminds me of LeBron. Uh, he, he's just got so many pieces. He, I mean, so many yeah. skill sets, so much skill set that I, I think definitely. Uh, already a face of the league but uh, a future dominant face uh, of yeah. the league and uh, I'm, I'm loving what he's doing and Zan domination is for me uh, next season and going forward long may he stay healthy fit yep. and focused um, we've come to the end of the post-op podcast and can you believe we've come to the end of the post-op podcast in 2022 Kaunda Chama it's been absolutely real to end uh -huh. this particular year but you know the post-op podcast ain't done the season ain't done. We ain't done. No, <laughs> we ain't done. We are never There's done. So much more. So much more to come. So um, let's give everybody our social media handles. But before we, we go, post up podcast. Uh, let's give them the handles first and foremost: at post up podcast on Twitter, at post up right. zone on Instagram, at post up zone on Facebook for all things NBA from an African perspective. Carry on your spiel. All right. So, in the spirit of celebration, I'd like to celebrate. Uh, we just lost him. He's one of the great... I know it's a basketball podcast, but we just lost one of the greatest sports men of our generation. And I, I think I, I just want to big shout out to Pele. I think he gave us so many fantastic mm. sporting memories. And, and, and I think, Cyrus, we wouldn't be doing the sports world justice if we didn't say rest in peace to Pele, right? No, definitely. And, and uh, you know, he's he's one of my, my dad's personal heroes. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, he, just an incredible sports person all around. Um, Edson Arantes do uh, Nascimento, uh, also known as Pele. Um, one of the greatest to ever play the game of football, the beautiful game. Um, and uh, it just, just an incredibly uh, inspirational person because he was doing it at a time where the world was in such upheaval. Black players couldn't do a heck of a lot. And uh -huh. he gripped the world um, with his talent and had inspired so many people of all races, creeds, colors, religions, um, that, yeah, rest in peace, Pele. What, what, a, what a great tribute, Count. I think, uh, yeah, good way to end the pod. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to my insanity. Uh, big shout out to all the Lakers fans out there. Uh, I yeah, thought you were going to say back to the lecture at hand. But anyway, that is cool. Uh, <laughs> Kaunda, thanks so much, man. Um, have a great rest of the day. And yeah, we'll be doing this again um, next week, I think, or maybe even the week after because you are away for, <laughs> for a short while. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll bring more post-up goodness to everybody. So from me, Cyrus Rogers. And from me, Kaunda Chama, wishing you uh, a great passage into the new year. Yes, indeed. And a prosperous 2023. So long and we'll see you courtside. <laughs>